This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Thank you. Um, When the late Billy Graham used to um, lead his um, thousands of people who would speak to him, uh, he would first of all have George Beverly Shear, um, he would have him to sing. And in the singing, it would lift the atmosphere up into that place where uh, Jesus was glorified. And uh, this morning, I want to share with you um, all about hope. And with hope comes grace. And what a year this has been for us. Um, We've gone into our third lockdown and uh, we've had to cancel so many plans. We've had to rethink uh, our our diaries and um, our hopes have been dashed. And we have had to rebuild our dreams and we've had to start again. But I found that with our hope, there comes a companion, and that companion is called grace. Grace comes to comfort us and give us wisdom. Grace comes to help us in our hour of need as we journey on this road called hope. Charlotte mentioned uh, those wonderful words from from Jeremiah um, about the the hope that God puts in front of us. He has a hope for us. The um, government have started to um, put out the road plans for us. And, uh, but God says, I know the plans I have for you, the plans to bless you and give you a future. So what do we hope for? To see our families to see our grandchildren. For Paul and I, we have eight grandchildren and uh, soon this year to be a great, great grandparents. And we miss them and we've had to cancel our holiday plans. And uh, what are your hopes today? Whatever your hopes might be, we need to know that when we give our lives over to Jesus, he has the key to our hope chest. I just love the fact that he has the key to our hope chest. I have in my little memory box um, a very old key, which actually I couldn't find this morning. Uh, and it, that I, I hold on to that key and I realise that God has the key and he can open that which you're hoping for and which you are dreaming for. What parent doesn't want the best for his children? And that's how God sees you and I. He wants absolutely the best, the best for us. And we all have a hope chest. 
that hope chest. And when I was working, when I was about 16, I, I used to um, work with a gentleman whose wife was Swedish. And I think they, uh, what they did was they, they, if they had a daughter, they would have uh, and decorate a beautiful chest. And in that chest, they would put lovely things like the napkins that the grandma would um, be, um, that grandma would be, embroidering um, then little silver teaspoons would be put in and all these things would be put in for that day when their daughter would one day get married or if she remained single then she would hopefully one day own a home of her own now years later when I was uh, met Paul and we got engaged I had a bottom drawer and in that bottom drawer, I would put um, all sorts of little things. Cheese board. <laughs> uh, little knives, of certain knives and forks I may have seen in Woolworths, I think, at that time. Uh, we all have a box of dreams and, um, and a box of hope. Hope starts in the heart and it has to be fueled by grace. And when I became a Christian, when I became a Christian at the age of, of 23, I heard the use of the word grace and didn't quite understand its meaning. So, and as John, and I, we were just what we've read here in Ephesians 2, God saved us by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Grace spells out God's riches at Christ's expense. And we have, to, we have to look in the mirror and we have to remind ourselves that we, we are God's masterpiece. I always remember when I was uh, away for a, a long weekend with our daughter Leah and our granddaughter and a few of her friends, we would go into an art gallery and we, and we would look at the fabulous paintings of Renoir and many others and and Leah and I would be oohing and ahhing and saying, wow, these are priceless. But we need to remember today that you are priceless. You are his masterpiece and you are priceless to God. And we just need so much to remember. When we were in Yorkshire, when we lived in Yorkshire, um, our house overlooked um, some fields. And uh, I would often watch a farmer take a, a wild, untamed field and turn it into a beautiful field full of brown fur furrows. And then he would put a fertiliser into it. Fertilisers work by providing essential nutrients to developing vegetables, flowers and trees. And it also helps to retain water better and allowing air to flow freely to, to that which is good for the roots. 
Now, strange as it would may appear, that's how I see grace working in our lives. It's what I need to grow as a Christian and grow well. Allowing the Holy Spirit to flow freely and it shows where my roots are because my roots are bedded firmly in Jesus. When we apply grace to every situation, it makes digging at life's soil so much easier. God wants his children to be healthy and grace is the tonic we need, the fertile soil of our soul. Our hope is in God's word and God's word is a trustworthy anchor for our lives. It leads us into a closer walk with him and it takes us into that inner place, into his sanctuary. Hope is not dead. It is living. It is vibrant. It lifts us out of situations that try, so many times, try and drag us down. Hope lives. Let hope be the carpet of your dreams this morning. I remember when our three children, Jonathan, Leah and Beth, were little. And when Paul had gone to work, they would sometimes come and, if it was a Saturday maybe, they would jump on our beds and we would imagine that we were sitting on a magic carpet. And that magic carpet, as I would tell this story, uh, we would take us uh, over the seas uh, to a desert island. And we would appear on this uh, desert island, we would get off this carpet and um, Jonathan would be rushing for oh, trees for bananas and coconuts. The girls would be saying that they're going to find and make a house and they would get leaves and sticks and then we'd, probably I would be the one who would say, I'm going to find sticks and we'd learn to, how to make a fire. Let hope be the carpet of your dreams this morning. And as we are all filled with hope, it's grace that brings us through. The late Captain Tom Moore never, ever would have dreamt that in his hundredth year, when he was a hundred, that he would be used to be an inspiration to the world, the world. And he would bring in, was it 36 million pounds? He never dreamt he never dreamt ever or his family that this would happen don't give up on those dreams don't give up on that hope don't shut the lid on your hope chest for for god's got a plan and a purpose for you and that plan is to bless you and give you that future and we need grace for at times our, our hearts are just, they're just aching for a solution. Gosh, how many times has my heart been aching for a solution? Grace never stops giving. Grace is able to make us more pliable to work with the Holy Spirit. We see Stephen in the Bible, a man known to be full of grace. I ask myself, am I full of God's grace. Grace is tested in life. We need grace like we need air. Grace is not to be just used at church or with our church family. Grace has to be used at the supermarket. 
yesterday I went along to the co-op and I only wanted a few things. I just bobbed in. And so I didn't even bother to 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 take a basket as I went into it. Of course, we're there with our masks on, as we all know. And I went in and I went and got a few things. And there was a, two people in front of us. And there was an older gentleman, I'd say older, just probably a few years older than myself. But he was there and he actually took forever he, he had a problem with his looking for his card then he had a problem we must have been there five minutes i think and i could hear the people behind me because we were all like at two meters distance sighing and saying what on earth's the matter and all of a sudden as i was getting a little bit irritated i realized did i hear <laughs> grace Pat, this is when you need grace. I thought, yes, he was getting flustered. He, he was aware that there was, you know, four or five people waiting in the queue. That's when grace needs to operate. I often pass, when I'm out, when I'm out walking, I, I pass a house where the neighbour has put a motorhome, a big motorhome, outside someone else's, well outside their spot I suppose and now we all know that we all know that we uh, we cannot take claim to the road outside and anyone really can park there but I often think it needs grace when your next door neighbour planted a motorhome outside and it stays there all year apart from when they go on holiday that's when we need grace do we need grace? Do we need grace with our family members and loved ones? You know, sometimes I turn on and watch a little bit of breakfast television and uh, you'd like to, to hear the news, but breakfast television and uh, we, I hear people saying how the children are driving up the wall and the husband's driving them up the wall. Teenagers. But you know, that's time when we need grace. That's God's grace. And I just want to read uh, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verses 14 and 15. There we are. And in my Bible it's titled, A Call to Listen to God. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. And watch out so that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. It's so, so important that we have to drop anger, bitter feelings and insults. And at times we, we, we need to stop the flow of ungracious words and that is not easy. My grandma used to say, count to ten before you give an answer. We in our life group, have we have a great life group and we have a lot of, we do a lot of laughing. We used to do a lot of eating together but... <laughs> We can't do that unless it's, you know, like, oh, you know, we're showing a biscuit as we're doing the live group or with our cup of coffee. 
But the, the thing is, the uh, live group had heard a few of my secrets and um, I think one of the words I may have used on a few occasions is kill. <laughs> I have to do a lot of repenting. It's been, yes, when, when a situation comes and you think, that's it, and we, 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 we're not counting to ten and we're not allowing grace to operate in our hearts. Grace, God's grace, can heal anything, anything. And the glue that God uses to help us is called love. It's his love that can heal us. It's his love. And when we see hope on the horizon as a rainbow of beauty, we see grace as the gold at the end of it. Don't give up. Don't give up on hope. Allow grace to fuel its way. Because we we find that we become richer for finding the grace of God. We never stop growing as Christians. And it's so important to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. And I have found in my own life, having spent nearly 50 years time with the Lord, I would never, never have swapped a day of it. It's a 50 years in May. I would never, never stop a day of it. And having time spent in prayer and, and reading my Bible, I've grown as a Christian. When I was told as a new Christian that the Bible is the handbook for living, we would never dream of buying a car and not looking at our handbook. And that's how God sees us and he wants us to to grow as a christian and it's great today because we can we can have access uh, our phones for example we can listen to uh, the bible on our phones we can we can listen to uh, the bible as where i do sometimes when i'm doing my housework and it's because of God's word, it's the anchor, it's that which we trust. It is vital, hope in God, hope in his word to, to fulfill something in us. We, we are grounded, we are grounded in God's word as a Christian. It has to be like this. We, we never, we are, our growth is stunted if we're not reading his word. It's stunted. We will not be able to, to reach that other post we will not be able to get the ball in the goalpost correctly unless we're really, really sharing uh, from God's word and, and letting it feed us, as we were, as being said this morning when we had communion uh, with our, our friend Sula, who led us in with the, the bread and wine, of her experience of how she came to know Jesus. It's vital that we hold on to. God's word, and it becomes our strength, our absolute strength. And uh, these are my pages. <laughs> and I absolutely love this poem that I came across. I think it was um, a few weeks back. I've had this word on my heart about grace since last October, and uh, it's just been stirring in me. It, it, it's gone up another level. I, I feel I'm suddenly driving in fifth gear where I maybe haven't before. And um, this beautiful, beautiful poem 
was by a lady, the late Marjorie Holmes. She was an American lady and she um, and she wrote 196 bestsellers in her lifetime. Oh God, give me grace for this day. Not for a lifetime, not for next week, nor for tomorrow, just for this day. Direct my thoughts and bless them. Direct my work and bless it. Direct the things I say and give them blessing too. Direct and bless everything that I think and speak and do, so that for this one day I have the gift of grace that comes with your presence. And for this one day I have the gift of grace that comes with your presence. We may need all, have a time when we want to go and live on a desert island to get away from everything and everybody. But that's not God's plan for us. We mix with other people and that takes grace. That needs our grace. When we start to use this grace as every day, we become more aware of how God operates to other people. He's always full of love and understanding and forgiveness. How many times have I said, Lord, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. I, I never meant that. I was quickly like it. I said something, may have said something, but I love my husband <laughs> to bits. But maybe just at the odd occasion I've been irritated, maybe. And um, I've had to ask God to forgive me for that shortness you know God is is always so full of love and understanding and he even tells us to love our enemies now that's not easy and uh, I don't know if you have any enemies I don't I don't think I have any, any enemies there might be people like irritated by in the world um, when I put the news on or something but we need God's grace daily uh, because it's the tonic that makes us healthy and effective as a Christian. Start to turn the soil over in the inner man, our soul, and let's look forward to a good harvest. The Bible tells us that God has good plans when we keep on his path. And, and I, I want to be on that path. I'm sure you do. And like I said, I think on the 29th of May this year, I've been a Christian for 50 years, and, and, I, and, I, and I certainly wouldn't change a day of it. Learning about grace has been one of the hardest lessons to learn, but learn I am doing. You know, grace is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It really, really is. So allow hope to be the carpet of your dreams on a canvas of grace and we will all become richer for doing it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.